The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate the 12th house with my home girl, Carmen Turner Schott. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. yes. Okay. Shot. Carmen, you are from my home state of Missouri. Yes. It is, it is a small world. The Midwest, Missouri. I'm from Rolla, Missouri, actually. A little small town close to Jeff City, which is the capital, you know. Capital. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was born and born and raised yeah. pretty much in Kansas City a couple of years That's ago. That's great. Oh my goodness. Oh, that is so funny because you know, I have to just say you you came to me through O Books and John Hunt Publishing, which is yeah. in the UK, and most of the people that they send my way have British accents. Exactly. So this is this is interesting. Yeah, and a lot of the interviews I'm doing are with British hosts. So you're we're like from the same Midwest town here. I mean, it's it's the same state, the show me state. The show me state. <laughs> I, that is just in, insane. It just absolutely <laughs> intense. And so you are an astrologer. So when we say radiate the ten, the 12th house, yes. literally it's the 12th house. So yes. okay, so tell me, I, I know just enough of astrology to make me dangerous. So yes. what is the 12th house? So, so here's my book, The Mysteries of the 12th House, Fallen Angels. Yeah. And in astrology, we have 12 houses, which are areas of life. And when you do a birth chart, which is based on your date, year, time, and place of birth, we create a map of the sky on paper, which is really your soul's destiny this lifetime and what you're meant to learn and do. So all the planets are in a certain star constellation, which are the signs when you're born and they're in a certain house, which is an area of life. And each area of life represents different things like career, health, home and family, uh, death, rebirth, um, money, finances, right? So the 12th house is the most mystical spiritual house in, in astrology. It's very similar to the eighth house. It's also a very spiritual house, but the 12th house is ruled by the sign Pisces and the planet Neptune energy is associated with that area of life. The 12th house is all about one finding oneness with God, finding spirituality and having a spiritual path, um, escaping from the world, imagination, 
creativity, art, uh, music, all of these things that are very um, not materialistic. So it's a very spiritual house. So when people have planets there, they typically want to help other people. They're, They're compassionate. They, they're born a little bit different than other people because they always feel like they're not from earth. They feel like, what am I doing here? They, they just don't feel comfortable like they belong here. That's why I call 12th house people fallen angels. Okay, so, let, me, let me just interject here because I yes. failed to mention the name of the book. It is The Mysteries of the 12th Astrological House fallen angels and so if you're not listening uh if you're listening to the audio version you're not seeing the graphic oh yes no but um it's the mysteries of the 12th house fallen angels so i mean you're really talking i feel like you're talking about me carmen well you you may have 12th house planets do you are you do you know what time you're born yes like right around midnight on august 3rd Oh, you're August 3rd. Well, happy belated birthday. So you're a Leo. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask. I will look up. I'll have to look up and see if you are, because I'll tell you this. Through my research, almost everyone that is spiritual that's drawn to astrology and healing and mystical things is um, has planets in the 12th house. Wow. And in the, in the 12th, 8th, and fourth houses specifically, because those are the spiritual water houses. So the water signs are known to be, you know, uh, sensitive and emotional and intuitive, right? So, but planets in the 12 specifically, uh, people really, um, they're here to serve others. You know, it's the house of of suffering and loneliness. And if you read old astrology books, there's a lot of uh, scary things written in the old days about the 12th house. And so I really want to focus uh, my book and what I teach on the positive things of the 12th house, because the thing, the reason 12th house people have a harder time in life is because they lack boundaries. And, you know, we all learn, you know, when you're a counselor, when you, when you deal with people and in those kind of relationships that you have to have boundaries in life. And if you don't have boundaries and, and love yourself and, and, and value yourself and your time and energy, you're going to get depleted. And a lot of eight, a lot of 12th house people are givers. So they, they like to give, 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 and they sometimes neglect themselves. They can also attract unhealthy partners and people that have addiction and different um, issues uh, that can not be healthy for them. And so they learn through experience. And so they're wide open. They don't, they lack boundaries. And so they're always like, I'll help you. And people are drawn to them because they have this angelic energy of being compassionate. So people want to share their problems with them. So a lot of 12th house people go into becoming uh, psychologists, social workers, therapists, uh, energy healers, astrologers, you know, they're drawn to these kind of careers where they can really help people on a deeper level. And there, if you have planets in this house, it is all about solitude and in, in being able to have a private quality time alone because uh, they love to, they need to be able to meditate and read and write and have time away from stress. You know, 12th house people need their alone time. So I talk a little bit about that in the book as well. And when they get, when they have that alone time, they're able to go back out into the world and serve and help others. It's the house of service. And they say it's a house of service or suffering. 
So when you have 12th house planets, like if your sun sign is there, your sun is in the 12th house, you have to help others. If your moon is there, you have to help others um, emotionally. And you can also see a lot about your parents and your life and things you might have gone through when you look at someone's chart. And especially the 12th house, there's certain things I've researched that I saw that were common. Um, you know, some of them suffer with feeling lonely and in depression um, and things like that, that they have to really work on. And, and a lot of them believe in angels. They believe in spirits. They believe they're a soul. So they're blessed in a way because they're born with a knowledge that there's more to life than just the material world. Right. So, so they're very spiritual people. And everyone I meet, even if I don't know their chart, when I'm around them for a while, I'll be able to sense their energy. And if they, if they have 12th house planets, I typically know it. I can tell. And I'll start talking to them and they're like, oh yeah, I, I'm, I studied Reiki and I'm really into, you know, energy healing or astrology or this or that. And, and I do their chart and what do you know, they have some planets in the 12th house. So it's become a science to me, really research that I've collected to, to validate that almost all people that have planets in this house have similar spiritual experiences. And when they connect with each other in my group, I have a 12th house astrological group on Facebook. People from all over the world are on there. I have 13,000 members and people join. Some people don't know anything about astrology, but they just happen to do their chart. and They see they have a ton of 12th house planets in their birth chart. They post, help me. What does this mean? We have advanced astrologers in my group that help and we all help each other. And it's like a support group. And the cool thing about the 12th house is it's about the unexplained. It's about uh, the collective unconscious. It's about connecting in our oneness with everyone and everything. And so they typically are dreamers. It's the house of dreams and sleep. And so they dream deeply and they lucid dream and they dream about the future. And, and those things happen, but they don't really have anyone to explain it to them when they're younger. So they often feel very different from other people and alone, like they're walking like a, like a fallen angel in a new world. And that's, that's how the title came up for the book. Um, that's a gorgeous cover of the book too. I have to say the beautiful, beautiful angel. And, thank you. And, you know, honestly, Carmen, you are describing me growing up in the suburbs of Kansas city and yes. a middle-class suburb being interested in angels and ghosts and UFOs and all these yes. things. Nobody got it. Everybody thought I was weird. My parents thought I was weird. Yes. Too sensitive. I mean, yes. So many people I know. So being what you consider a 12th house person, you just have to have one or more planets in that house. Yes. I, I, there's a couple things. There's three things. Having, having some, some planets in that house, sun, moon, Venus, Mars, Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, Jupiter, it, any planet there. And also, if you have a lot of Pisces energy in your chart, so if you're a Pisces sun sign, moon sign, Pisces rising, you're going to very much resonate with this book and everything that relates to the, to the 12th house. You're going to relate to it. Um, and you're going to feel that way. You're going to, you know, any Pisces, even if you don't have a 12th house uh, placement, you're going to, you're going to resonate with this book because Pisces rules this area of life. 
And so Pisces are artistic, creative, spiritual, mystical, but they lack boundaries. They like to escape from the world. You know, they're, they're imaginative. They like, you know, they have a kind heart. They like to help people. But the other side of the 12th house too, which a lot of Pisces also do at times, is the 12th house can lead us to feel like we're a victim, like a victim of, of, of life, a victim of circumstance. And it can make us feel like, why are these things happening to me? And because 12th house people feel things so deeply and they, they're very sensitive. So they get their feelings hurt easily. This is the house associated with secret enemies, okay? And so I have so many 12th house people and Pisces people ask me um, in my groups, you know, about secret enemies. And the truth is this, that sometimes 12th house people are their own worst enemy because they idealize other people. They're very idealistic and they wear rose-colored glasses. And so they see the world and they see people as they want them to be, not always how they really are. And so when people show them or not what they think they, they really are and, and maybe hurt them or, or uh, let them down, they often feel abandoned. So they can get into this martyr complex, which you know I talked about in some other interviews, and they have to really learn that um, to have boundaries and they don't have to help everyone because they, they think they have to help everyone and give, 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 but they have to learn discernment and know that sometimes it's okay to say, no, I can't help you. And that's, that shows that you're having boundaries. And it's kind of um, like, if you think of the addiction, for instance, addiction rules the 12th house. And so when you have planets there, it can show where you might be vulnerable with wanting to numb your feelings. And addiction can come in all shapes and sizes. It can be alcohol. Most often it's alcohol. It can be drugs, but typically it's, it's food, right. it's work, it's any adrenaline, you know, anything, can, anything you numb yourself with can be an addiction. If you use it to cope in an unhealthy way, if it becomes your crutch. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of 12th house people attract people that have addictions and they end up being like a codependent type of person where they want to caretake for someone that's sick or ill. And, and that is their learning. They learn through, through pain, unfortunately, and being let down, they have to learn to be strong and to rise up and, and have these boundaries and, and self, you know, focus on their self and learn to self love. They have to learn to love themselves because they're good at loving everyone else and showing love to everyone else but they have to love themselves and know they deserve to be treated right. They deserve to be loved. They deserve a healthy relationship, et cetera. Right. And so um, a lot of them go into counseling and psychology and, and social work, which helps them because they learn about boundaries when they study about being a counselor. So then they can help themselves. But if, if individuals that have 12th house planets don't go into those career fields, they don't always have a role model to teach them what boundaries are. And so their life can be a little bit harder um, and it may take them longer to learn about the boundaries lesson. Right. Right now your background is in social work. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. You're a 12th house person. I am. I'm a 12th house son in Venus. Oh. So I live this. So in, in the book, 
I share some examples of my life and things that I went through and lessons I learned. And it's some of the things I've shared with you here. Um, you know, I, I did not have boundaries when I was younger. I was just, I trusted everyone. Mm-hmm. I trusted too easily. And that is a 12th house and Pisces energy thing, right? They trust people. They're idealistic um, and a little bit naive about the world. And so um, it took a few times of, of getting knocked down and have to pick myself back up, I learned to get a thicker skin, so to speak, you know, and, and I use my, um, my experiences to help other people. And so the biggest thing is that when you're living in a material world, and you have planets in the 12th house, you have very different experiences than most normal people. And an example I give is, you know, um, I, myself and many other 12th house people have had dreams uh, that have happened dreams of losing a loved one or someone dying. And then they do. How do you explain that to a child? How do you explain that to someone? And, and so they tend to hide. They're very secretive people. They like their private, be behind the scenes in private, right? Uh, Because they're, they're very, they don't like to be vulnerable because they do get their feelings hurt pretty easily because they're empaths. They're empaths. So they're empathic. They feel other people's pain. They're able to put themselves in other people's shoes naturally. And so that's why having those boundaries is so important for them. But they're blessed with mystical and spiritual experiences. So if you talk to 12th house people, I don't think I've ever met one that did not believe in, in God or a soul or some type of religion or higher power. It could be, it could, you know, it doesn't have to be Christianity or a religious sect. It it could be just, I believe in mother earth. I believe I'm a soul. I believe in energy. They believe that they're here for a reason. So they're blessed with a kind of a internal faith. And that's one of the, the strengths because that helps them overcome all of the obstacles that they face is they, they look up and they know they overcome it because they have a higher a belief in, in a reason that things happen. Yeah. And they believe in destiny. And a lot of them believe in a soulmate and that can get them in trouble. So I have, I have in the book a lot about that. Um, and the Venus in the 12th, especially in sun, people can, can suffer in romantic relationships. So they can, um, most of their learning comes through love and heartache. And so I share some examples of that and some tips in the book, uh, things I went through when I was younger and, and just really bad lessons. You know, I had to learn and I look back and I went, I, I see, wow, I am so different than I was in my younger days. And it's because, um, I had to change. I had, I, the experience changes you. Right? right. And, and that's what happens with 12,000 people. Once they go through these things, they learn, and then they're able to help other people. And that's what they're here to do is serve others and help them heal. And that's why they're fallen angels in my book. Wow. Yeah, right. And you have something of an origin story for how you got into astrology in the first place. Yes. How did, yes. How did you? Well, it all started with the, with the strange experience that happened, a mystical, unexplained experience. So what happened, what happened was one night I was 16 years old and I played basketball. It was a, a, we had a big game that night. I was a senior in high school. 
I came home and I always had to have my, my bed facing the door with the door open because I was afraid of the dark. Okay. <laughs> and I had to have a nightlight on in the, in the bathroom so I could see out, you know, my mom, you know, she said, I used to wake her up with dreams and, and all kinds of stuff when I was little. And I used to sleepwalk. I mean, I did all kinds of stuff, my poor mother. And, uh, and she didn't, they didn't know, you know, what to do with me. They said, it's your imagination. You know, they would tell me that you're just, it's your imagination. You're fine. It's just a dream. And uh, so my mother was kind of a skeptic really growing up uh, about, and I didn't really have anyone explain the things that I felt and seen. Right. But I went to bed at night and I, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked in my doorway and there was a glowing orb, a glowing ball of light about the size of a softball. And it was yellow, white, translucent. It looked like water and it was floating there like this in my, in my door sill. And I knew, well, at the time I was young, you know, and I was, I was afraid because it was the unknown. Right. So I, 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 I was like frozen. So I don't know if, if it was fear that I was frozen or if this object, which I think was an angel or spirit guide, sure. uh, took my voice. I could not, I had no voice. I, I tried to scream for my mother. Nothing would come out. I couldn't move. I was physically frozen in my bed. Hmm. So I watched this thing. And the only thing I had control of was my mind. And I remember just praying, please don't have it come in my room over and over. And it never did. <laughs> it just stayed right in the door sill. And it, it took off, went in the bathroom, came right back, floating in my doorway, right? And I finally, after hours of laying there, I tried to scream again for my mother. And I got out, mom. And she said, what? And I'm like, and I said, look at my doorway. And her, her door, her room was where she could see into my, my door oh. sill. Cause we have a very small house. Right. She said, I go, do you see it? She says, yes. And she saw it too. She, and to this day, she will tell any, all my friends and everybody I tell about this story that she, it was true. And wow. she believed me cause she saw it. And it's kind of like the show me state, you know, uh, <laughs> If you see, you'll believe it, right? <laughs> you got to show you know? me first. Yeah. yeah, show me first. I mean, you have to see it to believe it. So after okay, so that. Those of you not in the United States or not familiar with Missouri, that is our state motto is we are the show me state. <laughs> yes, yes. A little bit skeptical. You got to show us to believe it, right? Right. And so she saw it and she's trying to rationalize it. Maybe it's a lightning bug, she yelled, you know. I'm like, no, it's too big. Right. She said, Maybe someone's shining a flashlight through your window. I'm like, no, it's nothing's coming in. It's floating there, you know. And she finally told me to go back to sleep. And she went back to sleep and I laid there and watched it till I passed out. And the next morning she saw me in the kitchen and she said, that was not a lightning bug. I don't know what that was. And she was like a little afraid. I said, I think it was an angel or I think, or a spirit guide. I don't know. And after that, I was on a mission to study all these things. So I, I, I started collecting angels. I read all these books about the pyramids and orbs and, and UFOs. And, I mean, you name it. And one day I went into this little bookstore in St. Louis called Mystic Valley. I don't know if you've ever been there. No. It's really nice if you ever go to St. Louis. 
And I used to do astrology consults there uh, back when uh, and when I was 19. But um, it was amazing because I went in there and got my first astrology book. And I read all about my sun sign Virgo. And I didn't know anything about astrology, you know. And I loved it. And it totally validated my experiences. And then I started figuring out how to do my chart. And I just started, you know, calculating it and figured it out and realized I had the sun and Venus in the 12th house. So then I looked up what that means. And I bought all these books. And it was exactly unexplained experiences, spiritual, you know, things you can't explain, mystical, being empathic, sensitive, emotional. It was me. So it validated my personality and my experiences that I had that no one ever could explain to me. And so astrology became the tool that I used to understand myself and others. And it became like my passion. I mean, I loved it. It it made me happy doing it and learning it. And, And you can spend your lifetime learning astrology because there's so much about it. There's there's like uh, medical astrology, there's, you know, uh, astrocartography, which is like, where should you live astrologically? Where's the best place you can spend your life? I'm still learning. And I've been studying my whole life. I still learn something new about astrology every day. So that's what I love about it. It's it's like a lifelong um, thing you can learn. And, and a lot of people shy away from you know, learning about it because they think it's too complex or, or so I recommend getting, you know, getting some books. Um, you know, this book is a little bit more uh, for folks that know their chart, but you can go to astro.com and you can get a free chart. All you, all you need to know is your, your, your date and month of birth and year and find out what time you're born. The time is very important for the listeners out there because that changes the, the planets in the houses, which is, is going to be your personality, how it's reflected into the world. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to know your time. It should be on your birth certificate. You also can ask in a baby book or ask your parents. If they don't know your time, it could be a little bit more difficult to get an accurate chart. But we can get at least some type of chart that you will know where your moon sign is if you can narrow down within two hours of when you're born, okay? Because the moon change, uh, two to three days, the moon changes signs. Yeah. So most of the time, you'll pretty much know what your moon sign is. And your sun, you'll know your sun sign is Leo, for instance, for you, I'm a Virgo, but you'll be able to see what house it's in if you have the time. Then you have to know your place of birth, city, state, country. And the and astro.com does all the math for you, so you don't have to do it. In the old days, I used to calculate charts by hand. Rulers, I mean, I used to do that. It was before computers. Now I have a, a computer program that does all the all of it for me. And so it's a lot easier, but... Uh, most astrologers have to, you know, learn to do it by hand and get, you know, get trained in that before, you know, they can really start doing chart because, you know, we used to have to do it by hand. That's how they did it. Well, absolutely. And, and so I think that anyone can can look it up and then get a basic book. You know, I have another book called Sun Signs, Houses and Healing, and it has a whole introduction on the basics of what is astrology? How do you how do you do a chart? What do all the planets mean? What are the symbols? What are the signs and houses? It's a basic book for anyone that wants to learn. And it's out on amazon.com as well. And if you find out you have 12th house planets, then you need to contact me, join my groups, and you need to read this book because it'll help you a lot. No doubt. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? 
That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a co-worker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. So there is a lot that goes into the study of astrology, and I'm sure you can never exhaust any study of astrology. But I'd like to look now at kind of a practical application for it. Now, you're a sociology person, you're a social worker. Do you ever use astrology in that or in your personal life? Yes. So one of the big things that everyone, I'm going to talk about two major astrological things that can, that can affect everyone at work. Sure. So when, when I, when I was, a I used to work as a youth crisis worker and we used to do home visits and I was on call, you know, we would go out to different police stations. This was when I first became a social worker when I was in my twenties. And every, every time there was a full moon, I would, I would let people at work know we're going to be busier. And, and, and it was something that, that affected everyone. And they started realizing like, why is that? Is it a full moon? I'm like, yes. And it's because when the moon is full, there's more, you can do the research out there. Even police officers say more people have domestic disputes. There's more arguments, more fights, more people, more accidents, more people report to the emergency room during a full moon. And those kind of practical things can be seen in the whole world, you know, when there's a full moon. And so you'll know that you might be a little bit more emotional, a little bit irritable during a full moon. You'll start to know yourself. And so it's important to get a calendar. And I have a a, a Zodiac calendar that I can see when the moon's going to be full. And and it affects you about a day or two before it's full. And then, of course, until it ends. And it affects everyone in the world. You know, the, the moon affects the tides of the ocean. And the moon sign in our chart is our emotional nature. So the moon affects our emotions because our body's made up of mostly water. So it's really scientific, you know, example of how the moon, uh, especially the full moon can affect our life, daily life for everyone. And then the other astrological thing that I always tell my coworkers is about Mercury retrograde. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, I hate Mercury retrograde because uh, I must say I hate it. I do hate it, but it's because I'm a Virgo and it rules my sign, Mercury. Right. So when it's retrograde, what that means is it's spinning backwards and the energy is blocked. 
So, you know, when a planet's, you know, spinning normally, not retrograde motion, it's flowing easily and its energy is, is expressing itself. But four times a year, uh, Mercury goes retrograde and it lasts for six to eight weeks. We yeah. call it there's the there's the dark period the you know the the beginning week before it's really official the and it still affects you even after it's not retrograding more we call it the you know the shadow period so mercury retrograde how that affects people oh my gosh so all we do we're we communicate right human beings we talk we email we share information during mercury retrograde there's a lot of miscommunication and people start. Uh, taking things personal or they they misinterpret something you said or take offense there's just more tension more arguments uh they always say don't put anything in writing or an email during mercury retrograde don't sign a new contract don't buy a house or car during mercury retrograde all of these things because things change once it's not retrograde anymore because it's it's blocked there's travel disturbances. Your flights will get canceled. You won't get paid. There's computer technology issues because Mercury rules computers and technology. Zoom might go down. Your phone might not ring and you didn't get a voicemail and someone said they left you one. Really strange things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so during Mercury retrograde, I always have to, you know, I remind my coworkers, Mercury's retrograde. And now they're like, oh no, because they believe it because they've seen it. And they're like, is Mercury retrograde or something? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so I start teaching people that don't really believe in this, these basic things. And they've seen that it's true. And they're like, I don't know why this is working, but I I sent an email and it never got sent or someone misinterpreted my email. So I'm, I'm very cautious what I say and do during Mercury retrograde, because I've just learned that you wait till retrograde's over. If you really want to put something in writing or do something big uh, with um, have backups be prepared for delays. Yeah, delays. Yes. Double check, triple check everything. Yes. Verify. Definitely. Yeah. And it's good. It's good because the positive side of Mercury retrograde, we already said all the negatives. The positive is that you can get a lot of stuff done with, that you haven't completed yet, that you already started. You're going to be like full of energy to get all this stuff accomplished and finished. It's all these things you already started but never got done. You're going to have a lot more energy to finish them during. I wrote all of the books I finished writing were during Mercury Retrograde for the first drafts because I was like focused, like because editing and and I had energy to do it because it was uh, Mercury Retrograde. It helped me get things done that I had put off. So that's a very good um, thing about it. You can get a lot done um things that you know you already planned will start happening so i find a lot of times when you a lot of times when you apply for a job or you're trying to hire someone it'll all work out during mercury retrograde is when they get the offer when you get the job you know you get notified you're going to be interviewed all these things happen that are new um that are finishing off the cycle during mercury retrograde right right and a lot of people another practical thing people tell me is a lot of people from your past will come back and contact you during Mercury retrograde. The right. people, friends or old relationship partners that you haven't heard from in years will just all of a sudden pop up. Hey, how are you? I haven't talked to you in five years. What's going on? And and, and that's because Mercury is dealing with uh, past communications, things that need to be um, reassessed. And so you'll get someone will be on your mind 
And you'll know I'm going to reach out to them. And that's usually during Mercury retrograde. Yeah. And that's just the way it affects us in our daily, in our daily lives. And then with my family and friends, um, I definitely use astrology. Um, I'm in a house full of Virgos. So my husband and I are born the same day, exact day. Yes. But he's five years older than me. And then my daughter's born the day before 25 August. So she missed our birthday by one hour. She was born at like or 30 minutes. She was born, almost born on August 26th. It was emergency C-section at, at 1140 at, uh, p.m. So she almost was August 26th and we all would have had the same birthday. And so we all are Virgos in my house. So um, we all like our alone time. We like our space. We like peace and quiet. We like to read. We like to do our hobbies. And um, we like things neat, organized. We know, like to know what's going to happen. We're earth signs. You know, we like to kind of have a plan. And um, with my friends and family, I, I just know their personalities and I use astrology to understand them. And even my coworkers and people at work, I, I once I do their chart or I at least know their sun sign, I can see their strengths and, and the challenges. And then I'm able to, you know, overcome it or, or work around it. Or I know what people what people want and need, you know, it's like the love languages, the five love languages, you kind of start realizing what certain signs make, what makes certain signs feel good, what makes them feel supported, what they need. And then I try to give that to them and it just creates better relationships. You know, I love that. I love that. Now, what about your family of origin? Do they, your mom, dad, brothers, sisters, do they all understand this drive toward astrology? <laughs> Just like, do they get it? No, no. I mean, my mom is, is she's open-minded, you know, and she, she definitely, she's a Sagittarius. So she definitely feels that she fits her sun sign traits, you know, but they don't really understand uh, what I do that well. And, and I don't really share it with a lot of my, some of my family probably don't even know. I mean, they may know now because I'm out there on Facebook a little bit more and they've noticed things, but they, I had a cousin that didn't even realize I wrote a book and she wrote me and was upset. Why didn't you tell me? And she was like a distant cousin, you know, like second cousin. And she bought my book and was so happy and, and posted one of my radio interviews on Facebook and she tagged me. So people that I'm on my normal personal page, I don't usually post this stuff. Right. Right. And so the word is out. And now a lot of people um, that work with me or have worked with me in my normal job, they know that I've wrote books. So now they're asking questions or reaching out to me. I've always been interested in this and I didn't know you did this, you know, so it, it's, it's good, but I am as a 12th house son, I'm very private and I'm very, a little bit secretive about my spiritual side. And I'm very practical. I have a very practical side. And so at work, a lot of people, they know I believe in these things because I'm always talking about it as far as, you know, oh, you're a Leo, oh, you know, and then, and, and oh, that's your Leo or that's your cancer. You know, I talk, I, I, I live this stuff in my normal life, but I'm a little bit more private about it, you know. Um, and now I'm coming out of my shell more and I'm doing these interviews. So I'm sharing more about that. This has always been what I've done since I was like 19. Yeah. 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 That is fascinating. And you've actually written a lot of books. I, I self-published, I self-published five books. Yeah. And, and then my two most recent books, I finally got a publisher. So my son signs houses and healing book is with Llewellyn. And then I have John Hunt published the 12th house book. And 
and I'm so happy. And I have two more books that are coming out next summer with one with John Hunt, one with uh, Lowell again. I have Moon Signs Houses and Healing coming out and then Phoenixes and Angels, which is a book about the eighth and twelfth houses specifically. And those will be coming out next June. So I'm, I, I've been really in a writing mode ever since COVID. I have just had every free minute I have at night in the weekend. And when I, I take leave from my normal job, I'm writing. And, and I literally wrote the sun sign book over Christmas when I took two weeks of leave. I wrote the, the entire book in two weeks. Wow. And it was like all I did was live on my computer and it was just flowing out. And so it was just the time to do it. it and so I'm just um, doing what feels right. I don't do as many consultations as I used to. I typically have a wait list because uh, I'm so focused on my writing and, and my normal job is really busy. So um, I don't have a lot of free time to do everything I want to do. But maybe someday when I retire, I can do all of all the things I really enjoy, which are my my hobbies, which are astrology. Yeah, oh, I love that. But you are still doing consultations sometimes. Sometimes if, if I feel I'm meant to, I have to really some it, it just changed years ago where. I felt like I'm I'm not meant to do it as much, only for certain people. So I tell people if I'm able to do the reading, I will. And sometimes I can't, I have to refund them. And I'll say, I'm just, I can't do your consult. But sometimes I'm able to, and I record it. I don't do live sessions anymore. I used to, I used to do eight to 10 charts a week. And it's very, very emotionally draining because it's very deep. It's it's a lot. And so now I just I make time and I record it and then I email it to them. Yeah. And that's what I do. I let them send me questions and I answer them for them. And, and I, if I do charts, that's what I do now, but I do um, do them once in a while. Yes. Yes. And where can people find you and uh, look at what you've got going on? Yes. So you can, the best way to find me is on my website, www, the number eight, the word and the number 12, and then the word houses dot com eight and twelve houses dot com and also on Facebook I'm Carmen Turner Shot Writer I have a page mm -hmm. and Deep Soul Divers Astrology is my Facebook astrology page you can like and join and see uh, my books and different things going on in my groups I have some Facebook astrology groups uh, I have Eighth House Deep Soul Divers which is an astrology group and the 12th astrological house astrology group on Facebook that people can join. We will put the, all of those links in the show notes. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. Twitter's new for me. So I'm, I'm still learning, yeah, but I'm on Instagram under my name, Carmen Turner shot author. You can find me on Instagram as well. I'm learning all these new social medias, you know, technology. Absolutely. I get it. Are you, yeah. Yeah, are you on TikTok yet? I did. Oh, I just got a TikTok account. I only have like one follower and my daughter, yeah, was, same. my daughter was teasing me. And so I helped her. Uh, I, I had to get her help. I'm like, can you help me get the cover of my book and like some cool music and, and post it on there for me? So she helped me last week. Uh, I'm still learning. I, I, I haven't really did a lot of videos on there yet, but same. I know it's, it's overwhelming. <laughs> Yes. But oh my gosh, it's been wonderful talking to you. Again, the book is the book we're talking about today is The Mysteries of the 12th Astrological House, Fallen Angels. I'd love to have you back to talk about your sun signs and healing book. 
I would love to. And it's all, and it's all about resilience, transformation and healing. That's what that book's about. So I'd love to come back. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, Carmen, thank you to be continued. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.